This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I am your host, Damon Hatfield. With me this week is Brian Altano, <laughs> Mitch Dyer is Yo. here, and Justin Davis. Hey, guys. Uh, we've been on a little bit of a, of a break. I was at Comic-Con, then I was visiting family in Kansas, so uh, we're back after two weeks. I missed all of you listeners dearly. Happy to be back talking to you into your ears. This week was a little strange. There wasn't a lot of big news uh, going on in, with video games this week. So we, uh, we-, we missed you too, Damie, by the way. Oh, thank you. I, I, I do miss you guys very much when I'm not here. It actually drives me crazy when I can't be in the office working and making cool videos for you guys. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, on weeks like this when there's not big news, we like to hand the keys of the podcast over to the listeners and just uh, focus on listener mail. I get hundreds of uh, emails uh, every week from listeners. I, I can't ever get to them all. So on weeks like this, we can get to a few more emails, you know, get to hear from more of the listeners. Yeah. Uh, listeners, remember, you can always reach us at gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Michael Van Heis did. Heis. Sure. Yep. Sure. He's got a question about uh, a card game called Magic the Gathering. Well, I don't know if anyone I've here has heard ever of heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard of it. I'm, I'm aware that Brian's <laughs> tired of hearing of it. He says, uh, Michael says, in a previous podcast, you mentioned Loving Magic 2013, the video game. Do you play the physical card game still? If so, what color do you play? So, (laughs) is this just going to be the magic podcast? No, it's not. (laughs) So, there has been a a, a renewed interest in the Magic the Gathering card game here at IGN among the IGN editors. It's really taken over. It's been more of like a cultist uprising, Mm -hmm. I'd say. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, it sort of just swept the office. Now, yeah. I love, uh, you're right, I love Magic 2013, the video game, uh, but I have not yet, uh, like, I, I have to buy new new decks, and, and I haven't joined in on the, the actual, the gaming that's going on in the office here, but uh, Justin and Ryan Clements in particular are yeah. super into it. I think that's true. I think Ryan and I have probably fallen down the Magic uh, rabbit hole the deepest. I have spent a shockingly large amount of money on Magic cards no, what, the last So tell month. us, what, I, how much? <laughs> What uh, are we going to go? What's going to shock us here? Five hundred dollars? <laughs> Will your wife hear I'm, this? What I'm, you said? So it's closer to five hundred than it is to zero. Jesus, holy! Now why? So you just bought like a starter deck, and then yeah. when, then what happens? So in my case, I'm a collector, right? Um, that's sort of my personality, and so my my instinct <laughs> is, well, I want to have one of everything now. And there's like twelve thousand Magic cards that have been printed since the game started. So wait, wait, you're trying to collect every single one? Well, I mean, like that's, in history, that would be like the stretch goal yes that's so what it, the magic cards that come out now are still they still play with the ones that like when i i bought a starter deck when i was in sixth grade which was yeah me too yeah many Bust many it years out, Brian. ago you can play with us no 
No, what happened with me is I went and spent like twenty dollars on cards, and this kid like was trying to explain how to play, and he just straight up hustled me. <laughs> and he took like half my cards, and he's like, "That's how this works." And I was like, "I'm never gonna go mow lawns and give you my shit again. That's this. This is dumb." So never play it again. Yeah. So uh, you know, without without getting too far into the weeds, there's different types of tournaments, and uh, sort of the main type, the type that's most popular, plays with cards that are you know recent, the most uh, you know the last year or two, mm-hmm. and then there are formats that let you use sort of any card that's ever been printed as wow. well. Um, so yeah, I mean, Ryan and I are into it. We got our uh, illustrious beard in chief Casey into mm-hmm. it. Uh, mm-hmm. Mitch is on board. He's yeah. got some cards. Yep. Uh, pretty much the whole PC team's on board. It really has swept. Nintendo IGN team editorial. is on board. They yeah. came out of the closet as like <laughs> well, huge super fans. And this is what I discovered. Like we, you know, Ryan and I were playing one day, and we, you know, IGN's a safe place to per, you know pursue your nude, your nude, nude, yeah. nude, nude. It probably nerd. is <laughs> nude pursuits or your nerd pursuits. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. a safe. What space if you're here. a nude nerd? Well, <laughs> see that I don't know about. Um, but anyway, I was a little concerned that you know people might be. Magic's a very nerdy thing. Right? I'm still trying to wrap my head around that one. I'm sorry. Nude. How do you figure that out? Like you, you can't see. It's it's like the emperor's new utility kilt. Yeah, it's invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, um, where's I going with that? Oh, so then I found out that there's all kinds of closeted magic people in the office. They're like, what? You got Magic the Gathering cards? I'm going to go dig mine out of the closet. And then it's become this whole thing. Um, it's taken over. Yeah. We, we play every Tuesday. We have casual Magic Tuesdays now. I'm like the old man in the corner. I'm like, get back to work. <laughs> yeah, it really is. You, you, Colin Moriarty, and Greg, I, are you like the only three in editorial so. that... that it aren't playing. Damien's not playing. He's Gold Gold Farm's not. Goldfarb's yeah. not playing either. Goldfarb is adamantly yeah, against Goldfarb it. Goldfarb yeah. is militantly yeah. against <laughs> He's not picking it up. So I, the question was, are we playing? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, the, to I'm answer your question, Mike, lot. yes. Do you, still, do you still tap mana pools in that oh, game? Oh, yeah. yeah. You tap so much mana. You that's, tap all, that's all I remember. That and tap that mana. And there was some kid in school got his Sheevan dragon card stolen and he was crying. Oh, no. I think that was a big deal. This is all my magic anecdotes. They're all out there. My friends and I played... Magic when we were in like high school and in college, mm-hmm. we never knew that rule that like when you lose, you lose a card. Mm. We we weren't aware of that. That, that would have made things much think, more I think interesting. It's bullshit is why yeah. it makes <laughs> it makes things much more interesting. I think. And I that, so. that rule's actually been deprecated. Like you don't you don't play with anti like rules anymore. Really? Yeah, it's just friendly. Okay, that's yeah. that's how we always played. So. Yeah. Uh, speaking of nude nerds, uh oh, go on. There was that uh that uh, whiny article this week about the guy who was like, I don't, I'm sick of these hot oh, girls. God. Yeah, the at, CNN article? Yeah. Wait, wait, uh, it was, was like dorkgeeks.cnn.com. <laughs> like, really? Get these hot well, girls out of is, our cons. It is generally a good blog, for the record. But, okay. Is it? Um, I yeah. mean, it just seems like, it, it seems like a weird place to read something like that. I, I understand uh, CNN trying to be all-encompassing, but they are a new set at the end of the day. It's like if we sent the dude to Syria. So I, I missed this. What... Is so he was about? complaining that there are uh, sort of imposter nude or yeah. nerd girls right. going yeah. that go to cons that just they dress sexy just to get attention from the, yeah. from the guys that those are, there. are the called fake, actresses, the fake nerd girls, the fake gamer girls, not yeah. actresses that are like hired to be there, but people that figured out that uh, maybe they're not hot enough to like make it in the real world, but in the nerd world they get fawned all over. Mm-hmm. Is this a thing? Yeah. Sure. I mean, apparently, and it, and it bothered, bothered this guy, this, this right. blogger. But it's just like, to me, if you have a girl that even has a little bit of interest that she shares with you, like, embrace it. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be like, oh, you like Batman? Yeah, I, I like Batman a little bit. What's your favorite issue? It's like, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I like the movies, I like some of the act. What's your favorite comic book issue? Which one, which is your least favorite villain? You don't now get out of here, you fucking imposter. Like, <laughs> Leave her alone. Because yeah. she's going to leave, and then a bunch of fat dudes and utilicals are going to come in in her place. And that's <laughs> going to be your cons forever. So if that's what you want, if that's your, your con utopia, then sure, like, scare them all away. But I say embrace them. Have them come and join our nerd culture. Like, our nerd culture is only getting bigger. Yeah. We're yeah, only yeah, letting yeah, more people in. Shouldn't, shouldn't we be inclusive? Like, Absolutely. I mean, so yeah. what? We, so what if they don't know their, their, their nerd culture? Like, Why do we have an arbitrary threshold that you, uh, you have to cross this point to be yeah. defined as an actual nerd? Otherwise, Plus, yeah. you're an imposter. Plus, like, like what, like what harm is, is actually being done? None. There's a hot girl there. What harm is being caused by it? Nothing at all. Right. I mean, so, I, why get yeah. mad at that? I don't. I don't understand. Like, I mean, I. I. I don't think this is a. This. It, it isn't actually. It's not like a. A secret club anymore. Like yeah. there are our our, our dork movies now outperform anything else you know yeah. like our, our comic books become huge things our tv shows become huge things like graphic novels become the walking dead tv show which becomes the, the biggest thing on television like this is not a secret club anymore like the nerds won so <laughs> Good uh, job. Yeah. don't scare them away 
We, uh, I always saw that where I see this crop up is when you find out celebrities play World of Warcraft. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mila Kunis? Celebrities. Yeah. They're just like us. So, yeah. so she plays World of Warcraft and then she got quizzed on World of Warcraft on some late show and got some stuff wrong. And then uh-huh. people are like, there's no auction house in that city. I can't believe, you know, and it's like, well, like, it's not enough that she plays a game. She needs to have encyclopedic knowledge. Of, exactly. Of right. You're not allowed what, to like, just like shit anymore. Yeah. yeah. You have to be, yeah. you have to write the wiki for it. Like, yeah. that's not fair. Mila Kunis is not writing the Warcraft wiki. She's too busy being gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. It takes a lot of time. Dan will tell you all about it. <laughs> Justin, how do you think this guy's uh, name is pronounced? Oh, my God. Mila uh, Kunis. <laughs> <laughs> Faison, Faison Moker? No, that can't possibly be right. <laughs> okay, so now. <laughs> I think he told me to just go screw myself in Italian. Yeah. Faisenmoker, yeah. <laughs> Faisenmoker. This is a uh, big game group fan, Faisenmoker. Yeah, Faisenmoker. Okay, okay, sure. We'll go with that. It's well, not a real name. <laughs> I, need the, I need the email, actually. <laughs> I did not memorize the email. <laughs> Faisenmoker says... I have had only a Wii and no other game system. Whoa. I've had it since it came out, and I have so finally sorry. lost complete interest in it. I'm wondering if it's too late to get a PlayStation 3, or should I just what? wait oh my God. for something like the Wii U or another next-gen console? There has never been a better Fizen time. Moker. Come on. now! If every day has never been a better time to jump into the next generation. You don't miss out. Like, you, yeah. If you get a PlayStation 2 right now, you can get an, an, an amazing library of awesome games for like a hundred dollars. Well, yeah, but don't don't do yeah, that. Don't get a PlayStation yeah, Three, yeah. and then you can play most. You of have those six on a years of amazing games to catch up on. It's such a huge library. They're all dirt cheap now too. Yeah, yeah. the oh, games yeah. are super cheap. The console will be like one hundred and fifty bucks, two hundred bucks, maybe whatever. I don't. It's know. not like you bought a PS Three at launch for six hundred bucks. Yeah, and sat exactly. There going, man, what do the I games, do with this thing? Yeah, the games are super cheap. Even if the next gen consoles do launch next year, like everyone's starting to think they are, like that doesn't devalue the PS Three. It doesn't mean you shouldn't play it. Absolutely, yeah. get on board. Yeah. Also, if you've only played a Wii. And you're finally going to jump I know, in. Like, this is going to blow your it's mind. It's going to yeah. blow your mind. It's going to be like Rip Van Winkle waking up like 100 years in the future and there's flying cars everywhere. You're gonna be in, it's going to be insane. Yeah. Yeah. But you still hear stats about people that like some huge percentage of Xbox 360 players don't have HD televisions. And it's like, what are you doing? Well, yeah, definitely <laughs> sort doing? that out, Faison Moker, because that's, that's, that's something. I mean, call the Geek Squad or something. Go online. Do a tutorial. Like, sort that out. I, don't I wonder where Faison Moker lives. Like, is that on another planet? Maybe. I, it, it sounds like if he's only owned a Wii, then yeah, he pretty much does live on another planet. <laughs> This is Mike Nunez. Uh, He's a scoop. I know you guys probably get asked this question a lot, but just to clarify, I'm a newcomer to reviewing games. I'd like to know your process on reviewing games. Do you guys go step-by-step with the game and take notes as you go? Or do you just just finish the game and write based on a fresh memory? Thanks, your loyal listener, Mike Nunez. Uh, I used to take notes, but I've been reviewing games for a long time, uh, like 10 years now. And then I eventually sort of stopped... I realized I wasn't reading them. You know, I wasn't referencing them. So now I don't need to take notes. I think if you're new to this business, I highly recommend it. People think they'll remember things, but you, but you won't. You know, yeah. make notes of things that you want to make sure you bring up. Definitely. Yeah, I, I used to take a lot of notes as I reviewed games. But then I noticed that when it came time to write the review... I'd my notes would be about like smaller like nitpicky stuff, yeah. you know. And I th- I think just, it's better to just like play the game and then when you finish the game, like what do your big takeaway, yeah. your high level yeah. comments on the game, right? Because like that's what your uh-huh. review should be about. Your review isn't going to be a, shouldn't be an exhaustive list right. of every feature in the game. It should be a high level overview. Is this game fun or not? Why or why not? Yeah. And that's like what you that's what you take away on your own when you beat a game without writing li- detailed detailed little notes. And yeah. a lot of those detailed notes, like you'll write like ah, oh, I can't get past this fucking encounter. It's driving yeah. me insane. And they'll grand scope of things that exactly. will not matter at all you yeah, will forget like, that yeah i mean i haven't reviewed nearly as many games as you guys because i'm more uh, oriented towards features but along the same pattern i i'll like a sentence will pop in my head that's just like this is something i want to say about this experience sure, there's that that's, rather than the that is useful ghost level four really yeah. irked me like that doesn't that's useful to nobody mm-hmm. so. so more recently i've actually been taking voice notes mm-hmm. um with my phone like, i'll just keep my mm-hmm. phone on like on my lap or whatever and i'll just keep it on pause and i can just take a quick note be like oh i noticed this really thing and this is pretty and i'll same thing if a, if a sentence comes to mind i can just crib from there um i actually sure. used to not take notes at all but i have been more recently mm. just for the sake of having written something down about it just Do so you, it, even if i don't read it later which i often don't it just it, like that thought is now in my mind because i've yeah. written it down was he asking for other just general tips is that what the question was um, I think, yeah, yeah. just general okay. tips on what our process is for reviewing games. So I, I mean, IGN is tough. The deadlines are so tight. But whenever possible, I try to leave myself time to let something sit for a while and then come back to it, you know, a day or two later. I mm-hmm. try to get things finished. I think, yeah. you know, you're really sort of intensely staring at the Word document and then you can't even really see errors or anything like that anymore. And if you let it sit and come back to it, then that stuff just pops right out. And uh-huh. you'll see things that need to be changed or awkward or you're using the same word over and over. Yeah. 
Or even like hyperbole, you can get really excited about something. Yeah. Well, uh, and realize sleep on it. You come back like oh, okay, that's not nearly as yeah. awesome as I thought it was yeah. yesterday. And I'm that's a, of- that's another problem that I used to have when I was newer. That I you know I hope I don't do anymore. But um, I used to give things you know high scores or low scores that really probably should have been somewhere in the middle. Um, or the text would read you know too positive or too right. negative when it probably should have been somewhere in the middle. And um, obviously the the one thing we always avoid is trying not to do boilerplate. Like the graphics are, the yeah, music yeah, yeah, is, yeah. and what about those gameplays? Like nobody wants to do that. <laughs> Compartmentalized, broken down paragraphs. The gameplays were really good though, yeah, Sometimes to be fair. they were. Also have someone read your work. Yep. Like even if it's well, just some sure, friend yeah. that isn't necessarily a writer, have them read it, have them give, give you feedback. Having an and editor Read your shit out loud too so it sounds like yes. an adult. Yep, I, speaking. That's actually a great point. I, I read all my all the work that I do out loud. Yep. Um, you know, and if it sounds awkward to say out loud, then mm-hmm. it, then you know it's probably too awkward mm-hmm. to be on the page. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you guys. Um, do you, mm-hmm. dear Game Scoop? Well, it, <laughs> my name is Justin. Please go through the appropriate channels. <laughs> Gamescoop at ign.com. <laughs> I'll send you a text, dear Game Scoop. Um, do you guys revise as you go, or do you finish a draft and then go back? Like, do you just bang it all out until the whole? Until the whole draft is done, and then why did go you back. look at me like that? Yeah. And you said, "Bang it all out." You gave me the look. <laughs> you gave me this look. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, a bit of both. Like I, I edit on the fly, but ultimately, like when that's done, I don't think. All right, I edited on the fly. This is perfect. I will always come back, um, especially after I have someone else do an edit. I'll yeah. come back and read the whole thing again. Yeah, fresh. man. How how are you not? Just always editing on the fly. It just no, seems I'm, like that's fucked something. up. That word, cat. Stop. Keep talking. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Yeah, that's what some people do. That's just a frantic sprint to get to the end. Just get it all out. Really? Get it all on that's the what page. Casey, I, well, Casey does that. Yeah, right. Casey. Let's be honest. I think we know of some writers that, uh, in our yeah, midst that I, may be like that. I, that's I guess not. So. That's not that. It's just different. Like the sure. presumption is that they're going back through from you know then at the very mm-hmm. top and going through it. See, I don't. I will. I will obsess and stress over each individual sentence. But then when that sentence is done, it's done. And when I type the final word, I change almost nothing you know that article is pretty much ready to go i'm weird in that i'll i'll write chunks that go all over the map and then oh, build man. around them see i can't yeah, yeah i don't do that yeah it's it's strange for me and then I'll, I'll go hey that second paragraph made a way better intro because yeah. i wasn't even thinking oh, yeah. of writing as an intro and then i'll mm. swap things around but intros almost always become my conclusions yeah yeah and i actually that's the another thing that i used to do when i was new to writing reviews is well, i wouldn't know how to start um, and so I'd write these big intros and then, you know, then continue on my way. And then I almost found that I could drop paragraph one, just completely yeah, yeah, yeah. exit out and it's gone. And paragraph two becomes paragraph one and you, and I wouldn't lose anything. It's hard to believe it's been five years since <laughs> the last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't, fuck don't that. Do that. I hate all that stuff. <laughs> I have a question now. So if you guys can't write, if you have like momentary writer's block, what do you do? Take a walk. Yeah, do something else. Yeah, work on something else. Yeah, I mean, there's. No we, we live in a beautiful city, so <laughs> usually I just I get up and I, and this happens a lot when I'm doing stuff for up at noon. Like writing comedy scripts is a totally different thing. Where yeah. I can't do the, hey, I'm going to put this thing here and then we'll build up to it. I mean, you can if you have a joke here and there, but I'll just get up and take a walk around the block, clear my head. And if it's a writer's block on a review, I think playing the game helps. Yeah, yeah. Play some, pick up the game again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I usually just do other work. Like if I'm having a hard time writing that day or focusing, you know, that's it's like sad. The, I don't well, like that. There's no shortage of like email to answer and screenshots to upload yeah, yeah. and you know videos to upload and blah blah blah. So I just you know I work on something else. I mean, I, I do something similar, but I don't. I try not to write work stuff because then I I kind of confuse the two and I get muddy. But mm-hmm. like try, I always try writing other things uh-huh. like not game related things like erotic fan fiction. Erotic fan yeah. fiction, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. Yep. But uh, yeah, like yeah. write a short story. Write about I'm working a movie, on a book called Nude music. Nerds. Nude right <laughs> Nerds. Mitch, is is there a Kickstarter? Because I'll, I'll back it. Can we make it a collectible card game? It was sweet by GN. There you go. Mitch is working. The on Kickstarter is just, just buy all these nude nerds some clothes. I I, I, ta- some shorts. I I summon my sexy Batwoman. <laughs> I'm working on the next. How 50 much does sexy Batwoman know about actual Batwoman lore? Because otherwise, yeah, actually, I want her out the door. Fuck out. Uh, okay, this is Timothy Weisenhunt. Good name. He has a medical uh, gaming-related question. Dr. Mitch is here for yeah. you. Yeah, well, so we're not doctors, first of all. I have a little, thi- little thing you didn't know about me. Love, doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Tim says, my name is Tim. Hi, Tim. My question for you doesn't directly involve games, but a curiosity. I'm 29 and an avid, ga- avid gamer, or well, I used to be. I don't play much now. I have carpal tunnel syndrome. Ooh, ooh. I work customer service for a cell phone company. Uh, I got Diablo 3, and that's when it began. My question is, how do you avoid getting carpal tunnel? Your job requires a lot of gaming and hours of typing while you're writing reviews, articles, emails, tweeting, and the like. It may be useful for others to hear your methods for avoiding the condition. So I, have to, I don't actively 
try to avoid it. No, no. I think it's, it's happening to me, and I don't know how to stop it. So if anyone has advice for Dr. <laughs> Mitch. That and scoliosis are definitely happening to all of us, whether yeah. we're fighting it or not. Like, I'm hunched over my monitor with my claws out, <laughs> eyes against my Photoshop or, you know, Microsoft Word document or Google Calendar. All we could day. all do the standing desks. Yeah. We could. Yeah. But, I mean, that wouldn't really help our, our hands from turning into click It could claws. help the scoliosis. Yeah. It could. Yeah. It could help that. So the trick, like, a genuine thing to do is be higher than your keyboard and mouse. Like, have your arm straight out mm-hmm. rather than, like, down on top of your mouse or, like, mm. trying to think of how, what is this? this? this obviously, what like, is this motion? That, making, that's like, keyboard cat, I think you're doing, yeah. right? Or, or yeah. keyboard raptor. raptor. Yeah. That's <laughs> keyboard raptor. Yeah, don't, don't, don't peck at your keyboard like yeah. you're a raptor with your Get arms Get a nice ergonomic mouse and keyboard, too, if that's your yeah, thing. Yeah, um, I mean. yeah get, orient yourself so your wrist is straight. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have I a... I think there are... Uh, like wrist yeah. guards that you can yeah. wear that are supposed to like keep your wrist straight and so keep you from. So every time I see those, I have flashbacks to my childhood where I like wiped out rollerblading because it was the same mm. shit you'd put on your hands there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I I've never like thought to myself, oh, I need to avoid getting carpal mm-hmm. tunnel. Me either. If I'm, I'm just like, gonna let it happen. No, we're all getting like you know raptor claws, question mark spines, and blindy eyes. Like it's oh, just my happening. eyes are my eyes yeah. are so bad. I, and they're, yeah, just, I think they're getting I have, so I'm bad. Get glasses eventually. I, I'm just gonna be blind eventually. I think. You think so? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I already wear really thick contacts. If you were like a blind video editor guy, that would be amazing. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> gonna be rough. Fucking magical. <laughs> he, he'd edit my sense of smell. Like yeah. how would that even work? He's yeah, just like Ray Charles editing a video. <laughs> Bleep censoring words be in all the wrong places. Yeah. I need I need to make my millions before that. Yeah. Before that like, <laughs> who's gonna be the one to tell Damon that it's time to hang it up when his videos are just making like no sense? <laughs> He's like, and this is where I added this scene. I'm like, it's all black. It's not there. It's all <laughs> There's no braille for video, yeah. sadly. Uh, Somebody invent that. This is from our friend John. <laughs> hey friend John. Says my name is John. I've been listening to your podcast for a couple of years now. I'm 21 this Saturday, the 28th of July. Was wondering if I could get a birthday shout out from the closest thing I have to a circle of food friends. That's what? what? It was sent from his iPad. Can we assume that was a typo and he meant good friends? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I almost like food friends. My pizza pal. (laughs) We're we're happy, John. We're we're thrilled to be your food friends. Yeah, happy birthday. We do wish you a very happy birthday. Don't don't take twenty one shots, no matter what anyone tells you. He's turning twenty one. Yeah. No, don't take twenty one shots. Don't Don't listen to any of your asshole friends who are not us. Mm -mm. What did you do on your twenty first birthday? Uh, I got trashed. Fifteen years ago. Oh my god. I'm just joking. No, it was ten years ago. Mine, no, mine was, <laughs> mine was 13 years ago. So. Oh, yeah. Sure. Mine was three. I got trashed in New York with my ex-girlfriend. It was fun. It was pouring rain. I sat at a bar. Yeah. 21 didn't matter because legal age is 18, where I'm from. So 18 <laughs> was a mess. Whole crazy foreign land. Yeah, no. <laughs> 18 was a mess. But 21 was like, yeah, I'm going to go to work today, I guess. Yeah, so if 18 is the drinking age, does anything special happen on your 21st birthday? Like no. car rentals are nope. cheaper? No, it's 25. Nope. I don't even you can You can fly to Vegas. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing you can do in Canada that's fun when you're 21, right? There's no, like... Like, when you're 18, you're like, yeah, I can buy cigarettes and go die in the war. Pretty much, yeah. England's even weirder. Like, you can get cigarettes at 16. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Mitch. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> so dumb. Foreign facts. No, the, the drinking age in, ridic- in America is ridiculous. It is. We were talking about this the other day. Like, you're not legally allowed to drink until you've been in college for three years that's the dumbest thing in the <laughs> right? world it's that's, so dumb that yeah that and speeding are the two most broken laws probably like, speeding i'd like you to elaborate on the speeding comment yeah. i'm just everyone speeds oh, everyone okay. speeds and everyone drinks before they're 21 right put those Unless, hands if you're together, under 21 kids wait till you're 21 but i'm just saying like wh- who's a college sophomore that's like no i'm waiting I'm waiting, waiting till my next birthday. But it then, happens. You, you've been to Europe, right? Yeah. And there's they they don't make a big deal about this. They don't no, give a shit, and it's yeah. totally fine. And people aren't just destroyed everywhere constantly. I'm sure there's some bad eggs here and there, but you know, yeah. I have I have plenty of uh, relatives that live in Europe, and they're like they come here and they're like, can't drink until you're 21. Why? Why don't you just drink with some sort of respect for it? Not <laughs> one of my one of my favorite things to do is uh, you know nieces or nephews or family friends that are in their teens or their 20 or they're turning 21. And then they turn 21. I'm like, oh, congratulations, you're 21. Did it turn out that you like the taste of alcohol? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they just get this really awkward, they don't know how to mm-hmm. respond. It's a, it's a good joke. Jokes. Tell him jokes. Partyjokes.com slash jokes. I think I need, I need Andrew here to explain that yeah. to me. <laughs> well, you'll see. That's my impression of Andrew. Not, you work on that. Work on that. He I doesn't was, sound like he's a, kind of British. a dopey... Like, <laughs> 
This is Zach Todaro. He says, I'm a longtime visitor of the site. I've been reading and listening since the beginning, at first for cheat codes, and then later for the articles and entertainment. That was, uh, our, that was our tagline. Come for the cheat codes, stay for the articles and, and entertainment. entertainment. <laughs> I recently graduated with a degree in information technology. It's been a dream of mine to work for IGN since I was 16 years old. My question is, does the IGN.com San Francisco office employ any in-house desktop support or tech support positions? I am aware of CodeFoo, but development doesn't interest me as much as system administration and support. Yeah, could you add yeah. me to some mailing lists? I've yeah. got to do that today. Yeah. We have we have an IT yeah. department, yes. Yeah. One thing that's interesting about we the IGN IT department is that it's almost are they all ladies or almost all ladies? I think they're all ladies. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think they're all girls. And that's just that's super cool. I mean, it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. So get a sex change, Zach. Yeah, that's the. Uh, <laughs> but we have we have a job listing site. You can we check. do. Yeah, uh, do it's on the resumator. Yeah. I was gonna say it's the resumator. Yeah, and all of our job listings are there. So if, I think mm-hmm. if you go to the resumator dot com and search IGN. We're actually all hiring a bunch of positions all over the company uh-huh. right now. Yeah, so. I don't know if we're hiring for IT right now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We, we are, are hiring a video. There are content creation positions open. Wiki, that is true. So. Video. Yeah, particularly we're hiring for a wiki, a wiki editor right now. Mm-hmm. Hiring some new nerds, too. Yeah. Yeah. Please send your uh, pics. Don't send <laughs> your hot pics. <laughs> no, Please don't send yeah. your hot nude nerd pics to us. Um, I'm going to go register that domain now. Nude nerds? Nude yep. nerds. Yeah, it must exist. Yeah. Well, yeah, it must already be taken. Okay. I'm going to find out. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do a little research. Okay. This, is, uh, ooh, this is Luke Monahan. We're actually celebrating, celebrating our second anniversary with Luke right now. Right now. Yeah, he says it's our second anniversary. My first group was the Comic-Con 2010 episode. All right. Hey. I found it while looking for podcasts to listen to on my two-hour round trip to school. I felt like you guys drove yes. with me to class every day. When I finished that master's, I visited IGN and had lunch with Greg and Damon. It was an awesome way to cap off the degree. So, Damon and the rest who have been a part of Game Sweep, thanks for being awesome. I count you all as friends and hope to see you at New York Comic Con. I think Greg and Colin Moriarty will be going to New York Comic Con. So get Panda with them. Cool. Thanks for listening, awesome. Luke. Yeah. NewNerds.com is not a website. Mm. It's just it's just got ads. Okay, so okay. get it. The that's domain is yeah, taken, that's but really the site it. does not exist. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. That's very anticlimactic. What about nerd nudes? Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, nerd nudes. Throwing it out there. Yeah, we're going to figure this out. Uh, this, is a, this listener did not uh, provide their name. He says, I'm a long-time listener, first-time writer. I was listening to an old episode, episode 164, where Mr. Hillary Goldstein ranted about the Prince of Persia movie being awful, which brought about this question. What video games do you think would be successful as full-length theatrical films the answer mysterious listener is none we don't need any video game movies <laughs> thank you <laughs> can't video games just be video games and movies be movies like we, yeah we don't need any video game movies they're all terrible i, I mean I, I agree i can't think of any that have been like wow you you nailed it wow i can't wait for the assassin's creed movie and the deus ex movie and the, like i love these <laughs> the games Jacques but i movie. don't yeah. want to watch them yeah like i I play games so I can play games. I don't give a shit about watching their movies. You don't want to see the part in the Assassin's Creed movie where a man hides in a pile of hay for six minutes <laughs> <laughs> waiting for some cops to walk by. Justin, I have great news about nerdnews.com. Uh, what's, what's that? It exists. Oh. And you can view it. Oh, so now, now that's on your phone. Yeah. Okay. Can I see? Yeah. Is, it, is it worth looking at? I, I haven't, ex- I haven't explored for. it deep yeah. enough yet to <laughs> confirm or deny. <laughs> Um, this is Diego Caicedo. Hey guys, love the show. I was wondering if you guys had any idea, any idea why Steam, Amazon, and all these PC distributors are able to have some insane sales, which most of the time include old and recently released titles at largely discounted prices. However, it is very rare to see a sale on PlayStation Network and Xbox Live Arcade, other than a 10 to 20% discount here and there. Why is it so appealing on PC but not on consoles? Well, so first of all, I, I think you're just mistaken because uh, ev- there's a deal of the week every week on Xbox Live Arcade. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's yeah, not, it's, I mean, it's just not as extensive yeah, as this, the of, of that magnitude, no. But not, and that's because I think uh, the, some of those guys are a little late to the game. Like Nintendo's just now getting around to saying, "Hey, we've taken a dollar off of Super Mario Brothers for <laughs> NES on the Wii." Like Great. it took them ages to get around to that. Um, whereas Amazon, Amazon and Steam uh, can can do that whenever they want. They're they're also dealing less with uh, like the overhead of having to ship out with trucks and stuff like that, which, um, 
Like that, well, they don't ship out with Chuck's son like with for Xbox Live Arcade. No, games. they don't. But what I'm saying with those platforms is, I feel like they're newer and they're still trying to establish their business models. Whereas Steam and Amazon are just like, hey, we we're making money. Well, so the big thing is on Xbox. You know, you're not competing with. You know, if you're in your Xbox, that's it. That's the only place you can transact. If you're on your computer, you know, Amazon is competing with Steam. Is competing mm-hmm. with Gamersgate. You know, the, so so it's this wide open platform where you have to do what you can to stand out. And so they have to run sales to to get the business, uh, but you don't have to do that on a Wii or PlayStation or Xbox. To that point, though, like why wouldn't um, I'm trying to think of a game that came out on both recently? Like if if, sure. a, if a game hits PSN and XBLA, why would why, Microsoft could discount it by like two bucks and entice me to play it on the Xbox 360 rather than the PS3 because I play both. Yep. Yeah, they certainly could. I mean, I think so. Again, it's trying to get people to download and install Steam. That's yeah. what that's that's what those sales are all about. So I don't know, you know, I don't have any inside information on how Steam sales work, but I'm assuming that some of that's run as a loss leader, right? Like they're oh, it has to be. Yeah, but some of those sales are stupid, right? Like so, you know, Steam is my hunch would be that they're not making much money on yeah. these sales, but they're getting people to install Steam and use Steam the rest of the year. Um, whereas an Xbox, you know, if you've bought the Xbox, you've already bought the Xbox. You know, what what do they accomplish by putting stuff on sale other than losing money? Like anytime, like if you're on a physical sale, you're getting people in your store to buy other shit as yeah, well. That's a really good point. So there's no, well said. like, what do they, yeah, what do they accomplish by putting stuff on sale on Xbox or PlayStation? Yeah. What do they accomplish by selling $2 Avatar hats to? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, they've been doing that for years. Yeah. Be like, Somebody out there is buying that. It's got to be yeah. free money for them. Mm-hmm. Remember the wall? You can buy a wall. Oh, for that. Take cover. <laughs> yeah. Battlefield Three. And that was not. That was like four bucks. I, was, I think it was five bucks. Five bucks. Xbox yeah. Live Arcade games used to cost five bucks. I bought Jetpack Refueled for five. Oh bucks. man, that game was so Jetpack good. Refueled. Wow. It, it was really good. I don't think I even I played that, that game. Wow. That was like the first XBLA game I obsessed over. Uh huh. Wow. Shit. I love XBLA. Me too. Deadlight man. Next it's week. It's coming. Yeah. Is that next week? Yeah. Yeah. This is Matt Benson. Hey, guys. I'm moving down to Las Vegas for my graduate work in environmental health physics. What is environmental health physics? Something I will never be qualified to do. Wow. Mm. Well, we're not qualified to do much, to be fair. This is my sole marketable talent. Right <laughs> I, could, I couldn't even guess what that is. <laughs> environmental, environmental health, health physics. physics. Yeah. Those are three classes I did not take. Yeah. yeah. You just put together a bunch of words to make a fake That one, sounds like it? a video game feature. It does. New environmental health physics. <laughs> yeah, improved 20% yeah. better in environmental health physics. Unreal Engine 4. Anyway, he says, I was wondering if there are any good game conventions that happen in Las Vegas. The only one that I know of is the Classic Gaming Expo yep. that happens there every mm-hmm. summer. This year, it's from August 11th to the 12th, which I always thought that sounded really cool. Yeah. It's Could just all about the AVN Awards. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the Consumer Electronics Show is in January. It's yeah. not a video game show, but there is a lot of video game stuff there. Is, and, uh, is it open to the public? I don't know. I don't, I don't know think that it is. it is, yeah. But there is the Classic Gaming Expo. This is Randy Garcia. Hi there, my name is Randy Garcia. I have two questions. I would love to be able to say that in my life. Just to be just, able to say that my name is Randy Garcia. I mean, you can. Yeah, just be say, you can say that. No, 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 no. I, mean, I mean, genuinely, I could say it. So what you're saying is you want your name to, to be, be Randy, Randy Garcia. Garcia. Correct, yeah. Just okay. so I could say that. Okay. Sorry, carry on. He says, I have two questions to ask all of IGN. <sighs> well, Randy, I'm afraid we don't have all of IGN <laughs> okay, back. I'll get it. available here in this <laughs> podcast room. Mitch but four of us can answer your questions. Yes. Uh-huh. Question number one, what is your best movie of all time? Empire Strikes that, Back. That I've made? That's a very good choice. I know. But Randy yeah. Garcia, let's, let's assume English okay. is not his first language. Okay. But now if it is. <laughs> God, um, Blade Runner or the original Planet oh, of the Apes? Fuck. Both original really Planet of the Apes. Wow. Love that movie. You I mean, blew it up. Oh, <laughs> damn you. I'm kind of mad that, that Mitch picked Empire Strikes Back. Sorry. Now I have to you pick something. You can also pick it. Mm, it could also I wanna, be your best film I want to pick something different. I want to okay. pick something different. What I often do is, if you will, if you will allow it, Randy Garcia is is combine Kill Bill's Volume One and Two and say that's yes. my favorite movie. Really, sure. I, I marathon through those uh, yeah. a couple weeks. Weekends they were back. originally conceived as one movie. They were yeah, yeah. filmed as one movie and split mm-hmm. up later. So I think that counts. I haven't seen those movies since they came out, and I remember not liking them at all. Oh really? my gosh. I have them both on Blu-ray. I'm going to give them to you, and you just take an afternoon and okay. just get away from everything okay, in the world and that. just enjoy them. I yeah. will. I love those movies. Man, Quentin Tarantino. Yep. What's your best movie of all time, Justin? I really, really like Fight Club a lot. Yeah, that used to be my that's my mine too. If I couldn't say Empire, that was that was me. That was like you know twenty year old me's favorite movie. Definitely. Yeah, that was that was uh, a very uh, 
influential movie to me as well. Me too. Uh, at that time. Um, I just made my girlfriend watch that for the, she's the first time she'd ever seen it, like three uh, weeks ago. You know what's That would be weird to watch it she, now for the yeah, first time. I, it didn't really like blow her mind yeah. or anything. No, but so this is, I've, I've either heard people talk about or I read an article about how that's a movie that resonates with men. Yeah. And, and, well, yeah, yeah, I, I read that, yeah. Like, and not women. Sure. It's kind of a boys club movie. Sure. I mean, um, that's, yeah. And I also really, really like Fellowship of the Ring a lot. I didn't like the other yeah, two. No, I mean, much. I, I like the other two, but I think the first one is the best. Yeah. The, the first one's like one of the best like road adventure movies. For sure. Like yeah. there's yeah. I there's love like buddy, there's buddy there are film. there are cheesy yeah. moments to the other movies that sort of Definitely. pull their overall quality down. Well, and they you know, the fellowship breaks up. So, you know, I really yeah. really like Fellowship of the Ring cuz they go from point A to B to C, they get into scraps and get out of scraps. You know, it's nice it's not splitting up with like four different groups of people that they have to keep cutting to. It's a really really linear story. It's just a really, really good adventure movie, and there's so much bromance at the end. Like oh, it's, it's yeah. actually like it's really uh, aff- affecting to me. Yeah, I mean stuff like that doesn't bother me though. No, um, I'm, I'm not at all. I, I'm, I was saying that as a good oh, thing. Oh yeah, okay. I, I appreciated that totally. I will also say that Die Hard with a Vengeance. I was, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was just gonna <laughs> say one of my favorite God, movies. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, Back, so that we, actually, we haven't talked about this. Have this we? actually pertains to D- uh, Randy Garcia's second question. Okay. What is your worst movie of all time? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> God damn it! No, no. Die Hard with the Vengeance is not my worst movie of all time, but no, it, it, it is not a good movie. It's it is not, not a good God. movie. We can't worst do this again. We can't. I, what, have you guys ever walked out of a theater? Uh, I, so I don't know that I've walked out of a theater. There was this Johnny Depp movie that came out a few years ago where he was like a gangster mm, or something. I can't the, remember what it was called. Yeah, I know what you're talking um, about. But a friend and I went to see that, and we almost walked out like four times because mm-hmm. it was like, dude, dude I'm, we need to get the fuck out of here. Nothing happened. And, and the other person would be like, no, let's just stick it out. And, the, and we back and forth on that a few times. And by the t- by the end of it, when we were ready to walk out, it's like, fuck it, it's over. I walked to that movie, The Time Machine. Yeah. <laughs> the one that came out like, like 10 years Which ago. Which one is that? I think Who it had the guy that? from, did it have Guy Ritchie in it or something? Yeah, it was oh, Guy Ritchie. Yeah, um, it was abysmal. I the guy who did it. the voice for Scar and Lion King was the bad guy. Yep. Like white, yeah. pale dude. Oh yeah. my god, the movie's a terrible so, movie. I didn't Jeremy know. Irons? Yes. From Jeremy. Die Hard with a Vengeance? <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest movies ever made? Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back, Brian. This is, yeah. We, uh... What? Justin, your comment <laughs> about Die, Die Hard with a Vengeance was exactly right. That is the moment when the series went off the rails because right. Die Hard was about being confined to yes. one location. Yes. I don't like that Why? that has to be a rule. That is what it was. Yeah, that's what that Die is, Hard was. Yeah, but that's... What, and the sequel. So when you, when you, when you, no, when you lose that, it's hard. not Die Hard. Then it's just, then it's just an action you movie. Know what the, you know what the, the, the title for Die Hard 2 was? Die, Die Harder. Harder. Yeah. That movie, <laughs> that's those dumb. movies were about dying hard. Well, oh, yes, it was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a movie called Die Hard is inherently a stupid name, too. Yeah, yeah. Or the greatest name of all time. It, it teeters. But uh, those movies, just because they did the same thing two times in a row, where it was in a confined space, doesn't mean that they always have to be in a confined space forever. Yes, it kind of does. That's, it does. Battlestar Galactica was in space for the whole first season. Then they went to New Caprica, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, it was better when they were in Locations space. Locations <laughs> and events can change for the better. That's, that's just probably... No, it's no, like... Look, look, look. Then it becomes something else. Totally then, it becomes, then it becomes... It's like, so now we, we, made, is... we made a Spy Kids too, but it's not about spies or kids. Right. Yeah. That's not true, no, because Die Hard 3 was about Die Hard. Dying Hard. It's not like Die Hard 2 is about spy kids. You're, you're getting hung up on the name. It's, it was about being... It was an action movie that took place in one location, just the building. Oh yeah, God. that's because that's what they did for that story. That doesn't mean they're they're shoehorned into that forever. They are it, that, it, unless it's then it's just it's an action fair. movie. That's an arbitrary law that it, we're it, creating. No, so you guys, it, you guys it, like apparently missed the whole point of the first movie. I love the oh first movie. If we're sticking to that point though, like New York City is the one place. Exactly, it's too big. It doesn't that's, work. Oh my God. It doesn't work. There's, what there's like you're making arbitrary and then you can't and then rules. then the fourth one was across the whole like eastern seaboard. Now yeah. the fifth one is I, worldwide. Yeah. Like it's yeah. stupid. Yeah, no, it doesn't work. The third one was the start of the shenanigans. Yes. Shenanigans. Yes. yes, you're right. I just I love Die Hard for John McClane and how he makes motherfuckers die hard. Exactly. There's no shenanigans in the third one. Now that's ridiculous. I have a machine. Well, why, why don't they make a Die Hard that just takes place well, no, in a that's, car? The, that's Die Hard. Yeah, I know. It's, the first one is the first one is flawless. It's also Correct. one of my best movies of all time. It is one of the best movies of all time. Shoot the glass. I watch it every Christmas. There's so many good mm-hmm. kills when he like yeah, yeah he <laughs> shoots the guy's kneecaps. Oh god, it's so good. Yeah. He jumps off the roof with that fucking hose around his waist. Yeah, dude. Dude, my favorite part of that movie is when uh, Hans Hans Gruber, what's his, the actor? Um, Alan Rickman. Uh, Alan yeah, Rickman, when he does his American accent. Oh, he sounds so like good. And he's so worried. Like, oh, 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 no. Oh, yeah. You're one of them. So I, 
IG, IGN's uh, Pan Schneider can actually do that exact thing where he's he got the thick, like, he's got this thick, you know, uh, Eastern European accent, and then he goes and he's just like, "Well, hello, guys, how are you?" And he sounds like a fake John Wayne. It's awesome. But yeah, why don't they just make a Die Hard movie that takes place in a car? <laughs> just or an elevator. I oh, like it's to a confined space. Elevator. I love my confined spaces. By that rule, that would be the best Die Hard. Sure. Maybe that would work. That would, that would be better. The point so, what do you want? Like, so they've been trapped in a building. They've been trapped in an airport. What do you want? A mall? No. So look, those, is, it, is a mall that's too probably big for too you? Big. Yeah, I don't know. The point, oh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I just, it could I be on a boat. To... So the point, it could be on a spaceship. Die Hard Three had portions that were on a boat. <laughs> See, it's, yeah, it doesn't work. Die Hard so is part, part of the whole point is, space that, is, too big. is that he's trapped. He can't just choose. Like in Die Hard Three and Four, he has to choose to be like, well, no one else can do this, so I have to do this. In One and Two, he's reluctant. Like he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to do it. Out of Nakatomi Plaza, like he's trapped in there. And he's that's, tra- in Die Hard Two, he's trapped by the elements. That is snow. That's what I'm talking about. In one and two, he's trapped. In three and four, he can he's easily not. steal a car from the airport and drive away and be like, "Oh fuck this!" But the, yeah, but he's he chooses to stay there. You're right. I mean, that's why Die Hard Two is not nearly as good as the first one. He's but, trapped in three. Also, yeah, he's, he also chooses to basically be part every. Of it. He but it's too big. He can't leave. He can't get away oh from a situation. God. Otherwise, explosions will go off and innocent people will die. He's trapped inherently. No, but in he's, that film. In, anyway. in one and two, he's physically trapped. He has limited resources. He has to use sort of what's at his disposal instead of being able to use anything in New York City that he wants to so use. In, in, and he's yeah, alone. But he, also, he yeah. doesn't have a, a part, a, some like wise oh ass like, kid partner like he does in yeah. the fourth one. Oh, That's like he does the in the time. first one? Or and the second one? When no. he's talking to Argyle he's alone. and Al? Whatever. He's alone. Argyle if you say another bad word about Argyle, he's on the phone with Reginald Bell <laughs> no, no, Johnson for half what? the movie. He's but he's not like there hero. with them. Yeah. No, but he got all the cops to come in. I don't know. Why are you defending four? You hate four. You're defending four right now. I'm defending three. I'm three. talking about three. He has okay. like part. He, okay, because yeah. in three he's got the wise crack. And that Samuel also, Jackson. That, he does. That's also a problem with it. He doesn't oh need God. a partner. It should just be John McClane. Yeah. What if it was Reginald Vell Johnson instead of Samuel Jackson? In three? <laughs> he he should just be helping him from Carl, afar. Carl Winslow's in that movie instead. What's what's everyone? No 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 complaints anymore. Yeah. No, that's, that's kind of true. No. See, Justin Justin oh Cave. That's, well, I mean, I have a weakness for Carl Winslow. <laughs> Even though Damon and Justin are wrong, I'm really glad that we can have this conversation about how fucking awesome Die Hard movies are. Yeah, they really are. All well, three Die of them. Hard the first movie one is the first one is perfect. Yeah, it's a yeah. flawless film. Yeah. The third one at is least we can all agree. Film. And the that. second one is is almost as good. And Die Hard is I feel like I feel like some people like it ironically, but Die Hard is legitimately... There's nothing like, ironic it about changed, Die Hard. It no. changed action movies forever. Like, mm-hmm. action movies before that were Schwarzenegger, invincible guys. Like, Die Hard gave you a hero that could be hurt and would get hurt. Like, he's vulnerable and sarcastic. Oh, and By the end, when he's walking down the hallway with a gun, hi, yeah. honey! Dude, yeah, so uh, he starts so He up. starts at the movie with a, a, a perfectly white uh, wife yeah. beater. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it gets dirtier and dirtier as he goes on to the movie. Yeah, and then by the end of the movie, it's like green. It's like so <laughs> green. Yeah. And so, have, have any of you guys ever seen Die Hard with the director's commentary on? No. Okay. It is I amazing have. because that dude, as much as I love Die John Hard. John McTiernan? Yeah. He thought that he was making like the most artistic film of all time. <laughs> he's like, oh, the way we filmed this here with the dynamic angles coming in. As you can see, when he's talking to Holly, she's in the other room and it's showing their separation of character. And you're like, mm, no, actually, it's <laughs> Die Hard. <laughs> I love that he checks out that woman's ass at the very beginning of the movie in the airport. Oh, yeah. There's so many good touches in Yeah, Die there's Hard. no yeah. reason for like, that. And he's got like, something in the poster. Or Come the out to the coast. We'll have a few laughs. Have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's man. so good. Mm-hmm. Fucking I want to watch it now, but I want to save it for Christmas because I got I know. It's a Die Christmas Hard's movie. an anytime film. Christmas is too far away. Watch Die and Hard this all weekend. all the time film. Do you know why I mentioned Spy Kids? No. no. Because... Maybe sometime this week, Buzzkid or I'm sorry, Buzzfeed posted a photo of the girl from Spy Kids. She's 23 now, oh, man. Mm-hmm. super hot with huge boobs. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. That's, recent recently divorced. That stuff messes <laughs> with wow. me. At 23. Yeah. Well. Look her up. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> worst movie of all time. I don't really want to talk about. Worst yeah, movies. I can't think of like Mortal no Kombat Annihilation. Yeah, I know. There's like <laughs> we've all seen we've all seen bad movies. Definitely Magnolia. <laughs> Magnolia was bad. That's true. <laughs> oh, there are frogs falling. <laughs> Vin- vanilla we sky. can't resolve any plot. Throw frogs on it. <laughs> Throw frogs on it. Uh, oh, this is another uh, video game movie question. We'll, we'll skip that one. Sorry, that guy. <laughs> uh, what are we saying here? Oh, yeah, this is Nathan Manning. He says, uh, my name is Nathan. I'm 15 and from Australia. I've listened to your show for about three years now. Well, that's crazy to think that there are like 12-year-olds listening to our show. Also, can you read this in an Australian accent? 
Please. Oi. <laughs> My name is Nathan. I'm Jaden from Australia. I've listened to your show for about three years now and love every episode. This is amazing. <laughs> I have a small question for you all. When I finish a video game, I always watch the credits all the way through. I feel that even though I don't remember all the names, I should acknowledge the people who contributed to the creation of something I've played for several hours. So I ask you this. Do you watch the credits when you finish a video game? Wow. Wow. So you just you just earned your uh your I, I did Jewish Brian Altano on knocking boots once and every single day someone tweets me they're like, Why don't you do Jewish Brian Altano again? You're Australian Damon Hatfield is you're gonna okay. be plagued forever yeah. now. That was amazing. That I didn't know you had phenomenal. that in you. I don't I didn't know I had that and in you. You were supposed to like you need to do a whole video. <laughs> <laughs> you really committed Top to that game from down under. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well let's yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. I love how you must can join. Maybe us there's an up at noon character I can It's amazing. What was the question? <laughs> the question is, <laughs> do you watch the credits when you finish a game? Oh, no, I walk away. Yeah. Really? Um, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Me I, too. I just, I don't know. It's a list of names, and I appreciate the work they did, but I don't I, think I'm, they get anything I, out of me yeah, watching well, it. Well, I let them roll, and I, I pay attention just in case there's something. There's usually something crazy yeah, yeah. afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. That Hopefully there's something it's afterwards. It's a Marvel movie. What are you talking about? Uh, it's well, a video game. Usually there's, there's something. Usually, something. usually it goes to the press start screen. Nah. Mm-mm. Clearly you've never played a Metal Gear Solid game. Actually, a lot of NES games, when you beat them, they just stop. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, thanks. <laughs> thanks for playing. It's just frozen. You're like. Okay. You have to turn you it hit off. the buttons a few times and then you had to hit reset. Yeah. Metal yeah. Gear Solid 4 should have gone to the start screen. Instead, it had an hour of some fucking bullshit. Yeah, no, the credits. I, I don't watch the credits either. Um, I feel like kind of a chick, like I would want people to like read the byline when I write an article, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, then I don't watch credits. I actually, I loved old video games when they ended in there. It would just show you all the enemies that were in the game. Yeah, like they too. were part of the cast. <laughs> I like, really, it's the spiky red. <laughs> I really, really love Super Mario 64's credits where it goes through. It gives you a little uh, vignette of every single world in the game. Yeah. And then, Super like, Mario World does that really well, too. Yeah, and, yeah I'll and, definitely watch like any kind of creative credit sequence, though. And I think yeah, the reason I really like Mario 64 is, is uh, that game's actually not like that big. Like You could burn through it and get 70 stars or 120 stars pretty quickly. But like everyone was mm-hmm. new to 3D, and I was a young kid, and have that much time to play games like i played that game for weeks before oh, I, I got that game the for years yeah. but i mean like before i saw the credits right right right. and so then like you're seeing all these worlds and it's like oh shit like mm-hmm. it was just a really really cool moment yeah i remember reading the credits to old nintendo games and it would be like thanks to mario club and yeah. i was like what the hell is that and how do <laughs> i get in <laughs> it sounds like the greatest thing in the world yeah. mario club it's a club full of people that get to play mario games before they come out that's crazy and my parents didn't have any answers. <laughs> Mom, Dad, <laughs> what, what is this Mario Club? <laughs> what is this elusive Mario Club? Yeah, you're holding out on me. Take Do me your homework. <laughs> also, take me to the wizard. Yeah. Uh, this is <laughs> Frederick Ballesteros. Whoa. Wow. Who we heard from a couple podcasts ago. We were talking about how much we liked his name. He says, I want to thank you for saying how cool my name is a couple of podcasts ago. My brother and I used to play a game on the Super Nintendo where you started in a town and you had to leave the town to start on a quest. But to leave the town, you had to fight the first boss, which was a giant cyclops, I believe. Oh. It was an RPG. My brother and I loved it, but we can't remember the name for it. I have two ideas. Wow. What, are, really? what are they? So I'm, it could be, it, I don't know if it's like side scrolling or top down, but it could be Faxanadu, or it could be. No, he said Super Nintendo. Oh, Super Nintendo. Yeah. Shit. I love how Cyclops, if you don't RPG. know what it is, like just Google like uh, Super Nintendo RPG Cyclops first <laughs> boss, and it'll probably work. Like, yes. I'm on the case. <laughs> Back to the nothing other. comes to my mind. Um, no, like if I want to know something, what I don't do is email a podcast and then wait weeks <laughs> to get my answer. That's a very old school, like yeah. uh, very like 1980s archaic way of hey. doing things. Yeah, but that does remind me of. I mean, I'm not making fun of it because I mean, it reminds me of uh, of. Uh, you know, you just have these fractured memories of games, and like you vaguely remember it, like you know it happened, you know it existed, but you don't remember. Any, I just, like, I used to love reading Nintendo Power, and it would be like, "How do I get the green crystal in Fortress Three Two? Yeah, and on. like that magazine at a t- at the time came out like once every three months. Yeah. So there's just some kid sitting there, pause, and he's like, "All right, any yeah. moment now, that, so, that yeah. magazine's gonna come in the mail." And then. For- if- I, I have results, but okay. go on. Well, I was just going to say that information is not relevant to like 98% of the people reading the no, magazine. No. Like, It's all like out of context. I used to read that to the counselor's corner and just be like, mm, sucks for you. Yeah. Why are you playing Dick Tracy for NES trying to find the gold hat? And I don't know what, where that is. So the vast majority <laughs> of the Google results for this are X-Men games. 
because oh. of goddamn Scott Summers. Yeah. Mm. Um, Cyclops, man. Did, did anyone play Lagoon? No. I don't know what Lagoon is, but that's a that's okay. a result. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> lots of X-Men, Power Rangers, Ghosts and Goblins. I feel like that can't be it. Mm-hmm. It would be... No. That no, wasn't an RPG. Not, not it would RPG. be um, Ghosts and Ghosts for, yeah. Yeah. for yeah. Super NES. And I think the first boss was a big bird. <laughs> but not the Great. big bird. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was Big Bird. <laughs> Birdo. Big Birdo. Haunted Snuffleupagus. <laughs> Sorry, I uh, I have no response. All right, this is David Purdy from New York, New York. Do you know him, Brian? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> he says, hey, guys, my best friend and I want to make a game. We have some really great ideas, and we sincerely feel we have something to bring to the table as a creative team in the gaming world. The only problem is I'm an actor, and he's a writer. We have absolutely no training in respect to writing code or computer animation. We don't know what the first step is. Is there some sort of software we can buy? Some way we can learn how to make our own games without having to go to college? This is something we're very passionate about and very much want to pursue. So what's the thing the, the dudes here use Unity for? Yeah. Um, Google. Oh, Google. <laughs> no, yeah, there's so a, what's the game that teaches you how to code? Uh, so there is a game Hero. called Code Hero that yes. you can buy. That supposed I, I actually kickstarted it and got the game, but I never, uh, you know, I haven't had a chance. I paid for it and have done nothing with it so far. Um, so games are made in a lot of different programming languages, depending on the platform, depending on blah blah. Uh, one of the best places to start is often Flash. You know, you can mm-hmm. teach yourself Flash, and then Flash has all these interactive, you know, APIs and blah blah blah, and that's how they make Flash games. Like that's how um, you could make something like you know Angry Birds or whatever with Flash. Super Meat Boy. Yeah, Super Meat Boy. Well, yeah, Meat Boy started as a as a Flash yep. game, um, and that's and that's more and more and more common these days. Mm-hmm. So you could also you know partner with a programmer, find um, get sure, on yeah. you know get on Craigslist, yeah. find yourself a programmer to work with. Yeah, so you know that's a tough question to answer because you know how there's as many ways to make a game as the day is long. I guess. Yeah, um, I think we'd have to know more about what kind of game he wants yeah. to make. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's programs like RPG Maker, yeah. which are super easy to jump into. Yep. So that's well, what you want. There are some. They're actually pretty in depth. And, well, yeah, yeah, they don't it. require programming. That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, so yeah, look at Flash. Look at Unity. Those are good. Oh, ways. there's a there's Game Salad too, right? Yeah, there's yeah. a service called Game Salad. That's like a drag and drop game creation yep. software yeah. that actually lets you make iOS games, I believe. It oh, does. Cool. Yeah. It does. We've I wrote about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what's that? Oh, is yeah. there also XNA on Xbox Live Arcade? Is that still a thing? Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, are they still doing that? Yeah, indie games come out every day. I know, but are they all XNA games? Uh, they have to be. Okay. You can only release XNA games on indie channel. Applejack was a really good XNA game. Oh, God, wasn't it? This is Lucas Martin. He says, "I'm wondering what a good." Uh, what good uh, Metroid-style games are. Metroid Zero Mission was my favorite game on Game Boy Advance. Before that, it was Metroid <coughs> Fusion. I wish Nintendo would just keep making GBA Metroid games. I played Shadow Complex. That was an amazing game. Any more on Xbox, PC, or PS3? So, Lucas, play Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. Oh, man, yeah. On Xbox Live Arcade. That game mm-hmm. awesome. Totally a Metroidvania game. There's a uh, Rochard on PSN. It's also on Steam. That game Steam. is awesome. It's a little bit like You guys that. are so good at this. <laughs> Shantae. Oh, there is Shantae. Yeah, that's described as Metroidvania. I would, yeah, I would describe it as that. In that you have a sort of a free world to go around, but areas become unlocked based on the the things you get. There's a okay. yeah, the map screen and the you know items will get you into new Shantae sections. Shantae is uh, DSiWare. Yeah, it's also on iPhone now too. It's on the App oh, okay. Store and, yeah. and, and iPad. And if you, geez, if you can get a DS or a 3DS, please play all of the Castlevania games that came out. Well, yeah, really, those, I mean, uh, obviously. Were those good. Those, oh yeah, oh, they're, they're amazing. What? All the DS games are fantastic. Yeah, so, every Cal- single I'm, one. I'm very new to Castlevania. Oh yeah, I've never wow. been big on it. I play Symphony. Symphony of the Night yeah, and uh, all the GBA and DS ones. Well, not all of them, but but you should play Symphony of the Night on XBLA. Yeah. Yeah, I, I played it on awesome. uh, my Symphony PSP. Of, Symphony oh, of the yeah. Night is my second favorite game of all time. A, that's an amazing game. Yeah, it's incredible. And, and Super um, Metroid the, the, is my favorite. The great game. thing about the um, the DS Castlevania games is that they use a second screen as a map, and it makes mm, yep. all the difference. Like in, in if if in Metroid you're hitting start a lot to figure out where you are and look at the map screen, like this you just glance down. It's it's actually I don't I don't know if I'll ever want to play a traditional Metroid or yeah. Castlevania that isn't like that. Um, makes, it makes a world of difference. So I'll bring him in for you, Mitch. Darksiders 2 is out soon. I'm bringing um, you a whole bunch of shit. That's, that's <laughs> it. Okay. There's a, so Darksiders 2 is out. That's to a lesser extent. It's, it's not nearly as simple as those, obviously. But yeah. it's big open world, lots of backtracking, lots of new skills. It's that's true. Um, on the and same the, ideas. the upcoming Lords of Shadow 3DS game. 
sort of does that does same. It? Yeah. Is it that sort of the art style's a little different? The camera's pulled back a little bit third person, but the map screen's definitely identical hmm. to a Metroidvania style game. We uh, I love those games. So I play a lot of indie games. I like a lot of indie games. I follow the scene, um, <coughs> and I love the indie game makers are kind of obsessed with Super Metroid, and uh, that's that's what they do. They make nonlinear two D platformers where you gain items and then you know open up the game world as you go. Yep. Um, I'm having a really hard time, like Cave Story, sort obviously. Um, yeah. For iPhone. Yep. Yep. Sort of go? Sort of go. Yeah. It's, I think I, it's I free. Say, I say Swordigo. Swordigo? Sword Whatever it is. I don't know what it is. Sword it out. Sword? Yeah. Yeah, like a sword. Yeah, okay. sword. sword. It S-O-R-D-I-G-O. Yeah. It's free. I probably put 25 hours into that game. It's it's kind of a it's, Metroidvania Zelda oh, style. Oh, yeah. fuck. Fez. Yeah. Yeah, well, Fez. Oh, I don't know. Really? No, because you don't get... You don't get skills, but there's lots of exploration and coming back to yeah. places. Yeah. And, I, I mean, don't know. That, I mean, that's a great game. I don't know that I would describe it as Metroidvania. But it's, it's cave, you said Cave Story? Cave yeah. Story. yeah, that absolutely falls under that umbrella. Yeah. You, yeah. Can, you can play it for free on PC. Uh-huh. Yep. And I it's believe it's on... Free. It's on 3DS. Uh-huh. It's on 3DS. It's also on WiiWare. Yep. And, uh, and it's on DSiWare. It's on Steam now, too, if you want try like, to the avoid the um, Try to avoid the, the actual physical cart version yeah. on 3DS. Really? I mean, you could. It has the original art style in it, but it's got this just really clunky. It looks like an N64 game. They redid the whole art. Oh, it loses yeah. all the pixel yeah, yeah. art appeal to it. It's all polygonal. Like I, I don't. You can avoid it. Polygonal. 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 Really? I, I polygonal. Would, I, I pronounce it polygonal. Yeah. Whoa. Polygonal is like a <laughs> yeah. syllable. I swear to go. <laughs> what do you mean it's an extra syllable? <laughs> it's not an extra. No. It's you not. Say, it, just, it does sound really polygonal. Polygonal. Po- polygonal. Do you polygonal. say? You say so poly- you, you say polygamy. Yeah. Do you say look at all those? Polygon, polygons? Nope. Nope. No, polygons? That's po- you say polygon. Shenanigans? Yeah. Polygons. Poly- polygamy. Right. <laughs> you sound like that origami killer. Origami. Our last two emails are... <laughs> our last two emails are going to swing the topic back to movies here. Okay. This is Justin Doss. So he wants to know what our thoughts on... What are the worst movie in each of these franchises? Uh-oh. Alien franchise, including Alien vs. Predator. Including, including Alien vs. Predator. Oh, then Alien vs. Predator 1. Yeah. yeah. The Alien vs. Predator 2, 2, <laughs> 2 or whatever. The one where the kid loses his keys in the sewer and he has to go down there and then there's aliens. That's one of the worst. <laughs> I, yeah, oh, man, there's aliens in the sewer. Worst movie of all all time? that movie needed was frogs to fall in the middle of it. And, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, no, that movie is abysmal. I never saw either of the Alien vs. Predator movies. Oh, my awful. God. The, so the, the first one's bad. The second one is just laughably atrocious like you won't you won't be able to make it through it I actually it's an endurance test Damon sit down and try and watch that movie see how far you can get before you go no no you can't help yeah. but endure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so wait what's the other ones alright what's the worst movie in the Christopher Nolan Batman series third one. First one. First one you guys are f- no, I Batman. love Begins. I, listen, I love them all, but Begins is the weakest. Yeah, limit. by far. You're you're probably the only person on earth that would argue that. That's too. not true. That's absolutely not no, true. A lot of people don't like Dark Knight like Rises. Hate Rises because of reasons I don't understand. I mean, I didn't. Yeah, I'm think not. I'm not. I wasn't crazy I wasn't about Rises. Crazy about Rises, but right. I Rises. thought it was better than Begins. I think Rises is my favorite. Rises one. is not a Batman movie. He's hardly in it. There's that. Yeah. Do you read Batman comics? Okay. In, yes. Instead there of spoiling so a movie Batman that came comics. out a week ago for a bunch of people that probably haven't seen it yet. Yeah, many I, Batman comics involve so, well, Bruce we, Wayne being Bruce yeah. Wayne. We've all seen it. Yeah, we, I, you know, we can keep it pretty spoiler free. Yeah, I, I didn't true. like Dark Knight Rises. Um, I was on a One Up podcast talking about how I don't like Dark Knight Rises. I think mm-hmm. Batman Begins. I, I go back and forth whether I like it more than Dark Knight. Uh-huh. I think Dark Knight without the Joker, without uh, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger Joker, is not that great. Like that's I, the dumb. He, how can you say that? That's, that's like saying it? a turkey sandwich without turkey. Well, it's yeah, not a good sandwich. I think well, the point, like Justin's making a good point. Like I don't think. In the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, Batman is very interesting, and yeah, I don't, I don't think not. I don't think he's Christian not. Bale is right. very interesting as he's Batman. Not. Nope. Like he's, yeah. not, it's like the Dark Knight was awesome because of the Joker, and yeah. Dark Knight Rises, Bane is the best part of that movie. Absolutely. Well, in the eighties so. and nineties, when there were Batman movies coming out all the time, and they all had different Bruce Waynes and different Batmans, we, I would always have the argument with my friends about like, you know, he made a great Batman, but a terrible Bruce Wayne, or he made a great Bruce Wayne. Like I thought Michael Keaton was a great Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I didn't think he was yeah. a great Batman. Something yeah. Batman movies are really bad about doing is capturing like the asshole playboy side of Bruce Wayne. They they kind of did that in Begins when like, he kicks yeah. the people out of his party or whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Man, he is like the the Bruce Wayne persona that he adopts is such a sleazy bastard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they never do anything with it. 
So they, uh, so the Nolan Batman movies get a pass for a lot of stuff. Everyone talks about how amazing they are and how they handle all these themes, but there's sh- there's shit in all three of those movies that you're like, oh yeah, people just kind of block it out. There's yeah. that terrible boat scene with the convicts in Dark Knight. That's yeah. just, see, that's the thing I love. Dark Knight is so good for Act One and Act Two. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, then it, it just falls apart me. at the end. Like, but I thought I thought the that the fighting in all of them got progressively better. Yeah. I thought in the first one, it's, first it's, one, it's like shaky cam. It's, yeah, you up, it's too close. Of, it's like born like, identity where you can't even yeah. tell what's going on. It's yeah. just, everything's zoomed in. I didn't really care for like Raza school as a, as a villain or anything they did. Oh, like wait, he's awesome. It's, it was okay. It's just, you know, and, and then scarecrow made the whole world trip out. Like, yeah, <laughs> I appreciate how they try to create these worlds that are sort of grounded in reality and not just comic book movie. Whereas yeah, yeah. by the third one, it totally was just like over the top comic booky. Um, I don't know. I bought into it. I, yeah. I I saw that as something that could potentially happen. Sure. Yeah. Mm. It was a little elaborate, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the third franchise he wants us to weigh in on: worst movie in the Mission Impossible franchise. Got to uh, be two. two. Yeah, it's two. Two is such a joke. Yeah. That was the John Woo one. Yeah. yeah. How many are there? Four. 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 Yeah. There are four. The new one's good. New one's four is awesome. I, 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 I like the new one. I like the newest. I think one. I feel like. I, I agree that two is the worst. I think most people think three is the worst, and I love three. Three is awesome. Three is really? great. I have to see three again. It didn't make a huge impression oh, on me man. when I saw mm-hmm. it. I thought the villain, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, he is was great. diabolical as shit. Yeah, in that he movie. was awesome. And like, the opening of the movie is really good. Like It's got the cold open with him like already captured, and he's got the thing in his brain. He's counting down to ten, and Tom Cruise is freaking out. I, I don't know. I like That movie gets a lot of hate, and I don't see how or why. That movie's great. Is that... J.J. Abrams? Yeah. That one? yeah, and it's got good, you know, so the Mission Impossible trope is the costumes and the voices and the masks and everything, right? And it gets overdone, but it's, like, used really well in the third movie where he's dressed up as Philip Seymour Hoffman. And it's so tense, and his voice thing hasn't activated yeah, yet, yeah. and he's in the bathroom, and he's, like, he's he, he can't speak. I'll have to see that one again. Oh, That's what made yeah. four great, too, because they, they <laughs> yeah. build it up like, oh, we're yeah. going to do this again. But no, like, the masks fuck up. and Yeah. One, is one by the way, is a really underappreciated movie. Mission Impossible say. 1? I think it's, it's pretty oh, appreciated. So I I watched that recently, and I didn't think it held up very well. Really? I think yeah. I think I, I loved the it at the time. Weak. I loved it at the time, but it's, okay. it's I, kind I, of I dated. And the scene where he lowers into the it, that's like one of the most iconic movie scenes of our generation. I'd yeah. say it's, I'd say it's very appreciated. Okay, I just think it's it, it's a very intelligent spy movie. Yeah, very different from the rest, though. It is. Our final email this week comes from Joe Refus. Uh, it's again about The Dark Knight Rises. He says, "I loved it." But, spoilers, I feel as though Arkham City ruined the twist at the end for me. So I knew from that game that Ra's al Ghul had a daughter and not a son, so I was fully aware that Bane wasn't his child. Mm -hmm. I feel like my experience would have been enhanced if I had waited to play the game until after seeing the movie. Did anyone else experience this? So this is like the constant struggle with comic book movies, right? Because you're you're adapting material that exists. Yeah. And you're also, at the same time, trying to bring in new fans and service people who know what's going on. That's like an impossible yeah. balance. When How you make, do you surprise? Yeah. It's like in, in Lord of the Rings. You know, yeah. uh, spoilers, Gandalf didn't really die. Right. I, yeah. I actually, I was, I kind of bought into it. Like, I knew the Talia al Ghul story, but I thought, oh, they made, they made Bane his son. I bought yeah. into it. I was like, oh, they're changing it. That's I thought really that was awesome. a great idea. Yeah. yeah. And then they, and, and then, then they were like, nope, just yeah. kidding. It's yeah. that thing you expected. No one can kind of do whatever he wants. So yeah. I was, I was, it plants the seed that like, well, that's probably Talia, but you don't know for sure. Right. So it didn't, it didn't, you know, for all the problems I have with that movie, that's not one of them. I will yeah. say that when she, Fucked Batman. There was no context there whatsoever. It was just like, "Hey, I gave your your uh, Wayne people some money a few years ago. Cool, let's go bang out by my fireplace." <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then he fought, and he it has his vacation with Catwoman at the end. That that shit was dumb. That That's was not really vacation. Dumb. That's his new life. Really? Yeah. Where yeah. He met a cat burglar who's a crazy person and probably works at a brothel. <laughs> well, he's as crazy as she is. They had like maybe two minutes of screen time together oh, yeah. in the whole movie, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, there we're wasn't, gonna go." I didn't get any chemistry there between. No, them. Yeah. I agree. With we're that. gonna retire forever. That's what a... I, I was just thinking about that. Like, do those two have a happy life together now? They're gonna be like, "Well, let's <laughs> they're just, just miserable do, with each like, other." Gonna, like, are they gonna get jobs? Like, she what's... worked at a brothel, right? That's what that was. They right? didn't in that film. So. They did not specify. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, so, did, they, so Johns would come to this place and then get upset that their watches got stolen. Were they coming over to watch movies and eat popcorn and hang out or bang out? With her and her weird, almost lesbian friend. Yeah. Right? Right. I agree with that. That, uh, that, character, that character was pointless. Yep. I don't, we, we went over this. Never mind. There's no yeah. reason why she's wearing cat ears either. There's, there's just... The, the whole thing's <laughs> The just cat dumb. ears are goggles. Why is she wearing goggles? So she can so see can at they, night. She flips them she down. The half of day. that movie is during the day. She's outside on a bicycle. Not at night. I mean, I'm not anyway, going to defend anyway. you. I'm with you on <laughs> yeah, this. Okay. I'm just saying those questions have answers. That's all I'm saying. They, they don't, but... 
End Dark Knight spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. That lasted. Yeah, Dark Knight, man. That's very disappointing. It was. Anyway, I believe those are all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you, Brian. Thank, Thank you, you, Mitch. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, dear listeners. I leave you this week with the latest from Skrillex. This is his remix of Going In by Birdie Nam Nam. It's pretty different from what Skrillex normally does, and it's pretty awesome. My name is Damon. This is IGN GameScoop, and we're out. For the night, fuck being polite. I'm going. I'm going. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.